Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Well, the crucial community conversation for tonight is the Utah Jazz entering the second round of the NBA playoffs, taking on the Los Angeles Clippers tonight at 8 p.m. And helping us uh, break this down and get some really important lessons is our good friend Alex Keery, uh, who joins us on the line. And, and uh, Alex, I'm, I'm going to frame this philosophically, and then I'm going to have you break it down for us athletically. <laughs> so this is, this is okay. a quiz. This is a test for you today. So whenever you're trying to achieve something extraordinary, there are usually four phases that you go through with the people who are fighting against you. First, they ignore you. Then they ridicule you, then they fight you, then you win. Uh, that, that's from uh, that's from Gandhi, and uh, so as it relates to the Utah Jazz, I think we are going through these stages of ignore, ridicule, fight, and ultimately the Jazz are going to win. But uh, help us break that down. What's happening, especially on the national media, in terms of those first two of ignoring and then uh, ridiculing the Jazz? We've been trying to break this down, too. You notice the first uh, two or three of those on that list of four that Gandhi rolled out are, are, are actually like no work is required. It's just being – you just have to be a dirtbag. Show but, up, yeah. I, I, I guess because it's just – you know, you, you can just be – you know, none of it has to do with actually being productive. But, you know, the, the you win part is, is – you know, who knows? I, I Scott and I try to figure this out because on the national level, the – like the Jazz don't don't get respect. Small markets don't get respect. It's not that it's just the Jazz. People are going. Are you kidding me, Denver? Are you kidding me, Phoenix? Are you kidding me, Utah? And Utah's even you know third among those. But I think. But it's weird because the NFL. It's not the same. It's not the same. Uh, you know, thing. We don't we don't ridicule the smaller markets nearly as much. In fact, we we laud them. Right. Yeah. But part of that is because they win championships. Some of those. And they're old, you know, so you talk about like the people bring up the Packers and they're like, that's a small town. And, yeah. and you go, yeah, but they've won, they've won multiple world championships and they're 85 years old, you know? And so there's, there's that part where you have to, you're going to get ridiculed until, until the jazz get that, that next step, you know, that 96, 97 and 97, 98 seasons were really close. But you know, when you're taking on the best that's ever been, and you still get pretty close. It's it's hard to, you know, get back to it. And it's taken this long to get back to the spot where people are, you know, kind of looking sideways at you. They did back then. 
Only they didn't because, uh, I mean, a little bit more. I can't tell you how much that dream team gave respect to John and Carl, right? Yes, like where, yeah. when they're on that list of, of the top team that we've ever seen, and, and the Jazz have two of those guys, you know, like uh, the only other people that did that, I think, were, were, uh, were Scotty, Scotty and, and, and Michael, Michael Jordan. So I was like, right. And so I, that, that's the respect that they get. People don't look at Utah and go, I've never heard of you. Uh, they try to, but I think that, you know, Utah's still so young. Uh, minus old Mike Conley, who now officially is not going to be playing tonight, but right. um, it's it's uh, it's just a long road. They are built for this thing to go a long way, which yeah. is good. Long term sign up for Donovan, long term contract contract for uh, for Rudy, and you got a young stinking coach who has no desire to just be like, well, I'm going to New York going after New York. this. I'm yeah. using this as a stepping stone. He's just trying to make an amazing team. Like he saw, he saw, uh, you know, Jerry Sloan do it. How many coaching of the year? How many coach of the year? You know, uh, uh, you know, awards did he get? Zero. Zero. And so, yeah. uh, who cares? But the <laughs> thing that matters is that twelve twenty three patch on their on the side of their arms. That's you know, right. Just they honor him with all those wins. He's he's a legend because of that. So I think that it's set up to be the next version of of that. You know, I think Carl Malone and John Stockton were totally different, but superstars in their own right. So yeah. I. I'm hoping I'm hoping they can figure it out, but I like the national media. I don't get it because we praise small markets and other sports. Uh, I think the real key is just finding a, a world championship to hang that banner, and then people will just have to respect. That's you. right, and I and I do think that's so interesting that uh, again it has been kind of the ignore and the ridicule, and they've kind of moved through that. Uh, and the, to this point that you you made in terms of the small markets, and it is it, I don't know why it's so different in the NBA uh, because it, in the other sports it seems to be something that we can laud and appreciate, and and I think it's interesting this year in particular. Because out of the eight teams that are still standing in this right. fight, uh, five of them have never won a championship. And yeah. of the other three, the most recent is 1983, the Sixers. I mean, that's Dr. Yeah. J era. <laughs> well, and you have to, and, and again, to go back to, you know, you look at what attention is paid to the, the markets and the different teams and things like that. Uh, the Knicks, ha- Tom Thibodeau won Coach of the Year. The Knicks barely moved the needle when it came to actual wins this year. A yeah. very mediocre team. They definitely improved, and they got to the playoffs for the first time in a, in a long time. And so if you're in New York and you do that, that's good enough. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like if Zach Wilson does okay in, in New York in his first year at the Jets, it'll be an amazing thing because of not just the feat itself, but be, because that wouldn't be worth much. Yeah, it's all about that number one market and – and uh, in for basketball and, and Madison Square Garden and the Knicks, that that gets the attention. But you know, I, when it comes to L.A., the Clippers are the are the Jazz of Los Angeles. Los Angeles. I mean, this is, this is really what it is. I mean, they they are the team everybody goes. They they get ridiculed. Uh, people go to their games because it's a little bit cheaper to go to those games. They usually don't have the highest you know superstar you know right. among them. And now they have Kawhi. They have guys who win on their roster. Guys who've won championships mvps their coaches won a championship and and you know so this is this is going to be a massive test but this is also a team no matter it doesn't matter that they're in la because they're not the la team you know so this is this is a little bit of that yeah i mean look they were how many people were clippers fans because they couldn't get into the Lakers games, yeah. you know, or they do it ironically. I always joke that they're a bunch of hipsters or a Laker or a Clippers fans because they just thought it was cool to buy these like, you know, 
ironic Clippers tickets. You yeah. know? So that's that's who they're taking on. Is just kind of, they're an underdog on their own. They got so yeah, I I say, they got a, the Clippers uh, definitely have a little chip on their shoulder as well. Uh, but Alex Curry, we appreciate you jumping on and uh, helping us break it down just a little bit. A lot of lessons in there. From the Jazz and the Clippers coming up tonight, uh, we'll catch you on the other side of the game and uh, see yeah. uh, see we'll, how it all uh, shakes out. We're on the plaza tonight, so we'll go right after Jeff. We'll be out there live high-fiving Jazz fans and ridiculing awesome. Clippers fans, if there are any with jerseys <laughs> on. So I expect those in-game texts from you too, boy. They will on, be coming. Go. They will be coming at yeah. regular intervals throughout the uh, game tonight. Alex Carey, uh, unrivaled. Uh, they will be on the plaza, as Alex mentioned. Uh, he and Scott Mitchell will be out there. Greeting those of you who are entering into the Jazz Game Capacity crowd tonight, we hope, as everybody uh, is able to get inside the building and a lot of good things to come from the Utah Jazz. All right, we're going to step aside for one more commercial break. When we come back, we're going to break some things down in terms of power or influence. If you had to choose one, what would you choose? Let's talk about it coming up next. Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story, the struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. 